guys, welcome to a new episode of Hallback Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallback movies. I'm your host, Camille, and again, I'm joined by my friend, Kayla, who's hosting with me for the next couple of weeks. Um, to <laughs> this week, though, we are joined by a special guest who starred in this week's Hallmark Christmas movie called Christmas in Harmony, Tia Streety, who played... Felicia in the movie. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm loving the Christmas tree in the background. I'm ready for Christmas. So props to you. I haven't even I haven't even gotten my Christmas decorations up yet. That never that actually never came down from last year. (laughs) I I I had COVID and I had some long haul symptoms and I was just like Tuesday's up. Bye. <laughs> I think that's okay because I had the idea of maybe having a Christmas tree and then every time a season comes around, just decorate it according to that season. And the summer <laughs> have little sailboats, and that's a way to keep it up all year round and make it fun. Why not? That's, that actually sounds like a good idea. Who says Christmas trees have to only be for Christmas? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But anyway. I love, we both love this movie. The only like critique that we really had was there wasn't enough singing. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly wanted a sister act kind of movie. Mm -hmm. You know, where it wasn't a musical, full on musical where they had singing conversations, but you know, we wanted like to see the choir and the auditions and see y'all progress with um you know to getting better kind of thing of course and and we had that uh I remember the shooting days so vividly and uh we sang a lot we had the full songs we got the lyrics and everything and so there was a lot of singing during the shooting but what actually makes the film, you know, makes it into the film in the final edit is a different story. So I don't know if, you know, there'll be a way to get, you know, some outtakes or bonus footage. I think it would be great because there's some really great songs. um, And and just to hear the whole song, I think a lot of people would enjoy it, especially for the holiday season. So I agree. Yeah, we were talking about that with, um, when we did the discussion, which just released um, this morning. This morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were like, that would be a cool thing for them to do is release the song like on Spotify or something like that. Cause people would eat that up. Especially yeah, the, I saw the comments. Song. People were like, I love the music, love the music. So I loved, I, I loved um, Ashley's song, the mu- Christmas star. The Christmas star. Yes. I was like, what does, I was like, oh, I loved it. Which I have to ask you this, because you had a scene where you sort of auditioned for the song to sing the song, but you, your character didn't sound good. (laughs) And I know you can sing. Okay, so I know you can sing. How hard is it to act like you cannot sing? So... (laughs) I cannot sing. Let me say it this way. Everybody can sing, but there's a difference between singing well and not singing well. So I am not, you know, my, that is not my first talent. You know, it's not even my second or third talent, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, uh, Luke and Ashley both sing. 
and they've sung professionally. Uh, for me, it's more like extracurricular in the shower type thing. So it actually wasn't, it actually wasn't that hard to sing terribly. And uh, I bet you, you are just like underselling yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I wish if I could sing, I would say, you know what, let me go ahead, you guys, let me just sing something so for you right audition, now. Audition, I cannot sing. <laughs> so the audition that they had of you, the audition clap, clip of you, wasn't you singing? No, was it I wasn't, but I was singing, there was a track overlaid, but I was singing as the, that's why it matched up so well, because I can do that for you. Uh, <laughs> you know, because that was it. Like that wasn't difficult for me because I really could could not hit those high notes. Even when I do sing, I'm not really a, a soprano or fall anywhere in yeah. that range. So uh, that was that was cake for me. <laughs> and and I, I tell people because I, I I do edit video, and when you have to fix the audio, it, it's harder than people realize. It really yeah. is. Um, so yeah, it, it's a lot of work. And so just people complaining about certain things like the audio and the video, it's harder than you think to put it right. in sync. So. No, I can imagine. And I have a lot of respect for people that do all the behind the scenes work. And, you know, I had to go in and do some, excuse me, some ADR looping and, uh, I, you know, I had to do it in a studio because I was working on something else at the time. So I had to do it in a different studio. And so to get all these different, you know, ADR clips or however you call them back to the, whoever's doing the final edit, they have to work with all that, sync the sound. There's a different, you know, acoustics depending on where I'm filming versus where uh, Luke was filming uh, or recording his. So there's a whole lot that goes into it. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing may be perfect, but, yeah, hopefully the next time around, everything will sync up a lot better for, yeah, you know, the next film like that. How was it working with Luke Chase? I mean, the guy is hot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you, had, you had a couple of scenes where you were hugging him and everything. I was like, I just want to know how, what it felt having him in your arms and hugging yeah. him. He, he's very good he looking. Is, he is a total... <laughs> He's a total sweetheart. Of course, he's very handsome, but he's extremely down to earth, very personable. And he and I, we are both, uh, he's an only child and I'm an only child. So he is a prankster. So <laughs> work with him. You never knew what kind of prank he was like coming up with. So you might turn a corner and he may pop out and scare you, or he would do this thing where he would pretend to fall and we'd say, Oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, I'm just kidding. So he's just like, he's a total prankster. And it really, uh, on some days that were very long and draining, he really got the energy back up again. And, and it was a blast to work with him. And we actually had a scene together, just the two of us pretty quick scene where we were walking through a holiday or a Christmas store, Christmas shop. And that scene didn't end up making it along with a lot of other scenes that um, I read in the script that didn't actually make it into the film. Uh, but we really bonded and we had some great talks and he's just, he's just a really great guy with a beautiful heart. And how was it working with Ashley? And Ashley was amazing as well. She is extremely professional, 
working with her, I would just sit back and watch. I learned so much from her because uh, she just, she goes in, she's ready to work and she has fun at the same time, but she also zeroes into her role and she just, uh, she's just a consummate professional. So watching her was just, it was encouraging to me and it told me, okay, I really need to continue to step my game up because, you know, these are some heavy hitting actors that I'm working with. Uh, but we were all, by the end of the shoot, we were like brothers and sisters playing tricks on each other, laughing. Uh, I remember a moment where we were in filming in Mama's house and we were upstairs in one of the rooms waiting for our scene and all the lights were off and we were just playing songs from like the 70s and the 80s, all of us just in a room vibing together and uh, I'll never forget that moment. Well, I'm gonna assume that you're Destiny's Child fan. <laughs> I'm a survivor. <laughs> so how you know this flash is gonna pop up? How was it working with Michelle? So I only saw Michelle for a very brief second during her scene. Uh, she had her own trailer, so they yep. really they brought her out only when they needed her for her scene. Yep. And uh, so I saw her for a brief moment. She was friendly to everybody, smiling. And I, I'm sorry, I forgot. I did see her in the makeup trailer. And as soon as I walked in, she was like, hi, beautiful. And I'm like, oh my God, Michelle Williams called me beautiful. You're beautiful. What? Wait a second. And I had to keep it. Look, y'all, I had to keep it together. I was like, hi, how are you? But in the makeup chair, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my gosh, Michelle Williams is right there. It was, it was, she was very sweet. Oh my goodness. And then of course, the legend, Loretta Divine, who was Mama. I call her Mama. mama. <laughs> Look. I think she was my favorite in that movie. <laughs> oh yes. I mean, she, she is the name that carried the movie, but she also like brought everything together. She was the comic relief. And I love that they kind of had their own separate love story. Uh, Loretta and Basil, they had their the own separate story. was a little flirtatious at yes. times. <laughs> trying to get his Mac on. So yes. <laughs> I had a little bit of double entendres in that conversation. <laughs> Deacon, you're not supposed to be saying that at church. <laughs> Look, they, they were so cute when they weren't on film, seeing their chemistry, and they yeah. both have a great sense of humor. And <laughs> Loretta is so, she always plays, um, for the most part, I won't say always, but for the most part, she plays that role of just sweet, nurturing, but she also has this other very like, funny sassy side to her too that we got to see off camera and uh it was just a, it was just kind of it was legendary to just be there and meet her and uh she's very wise she's got a lot of industry knowledge and uh, she was very open about sharing that with us and so I really appreciated that because in this industry a lot of people like to hang on to what they have and just say you guys figure it out I had to figure it out so you figure it out but she was very she just was very open shared her knowledge that's yeah. good mm -hmm. okay so we got to we got through the fluff <laughs> <laughs> Now let's get serious. Um, how how you 
this is like, I think the first black, whole black cast of Hallmark. I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie quite like this in Hallmark. How does it feel to be part of that history? And I'm sure you've seen probably some of the negative to yeah. reactions from it. How do you uh, zone out the negative as well? You know, I feel it's an honor to be a part of, of a project like this. I know we had 1.55 million views, uh, which was the uh, for that week anyway, it was the most number of views that a, a film on TV got during that week, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So that was just kind of mind blowing. I, I was expecting it to do well, but I didn't think it would, that many people would tune in. And so it just shows you that there's an audience out there that's interested and to keep pushing for that because there are people who will watch if you give them the content. Now, I did see some people saying, you know, Hallmark, please start trying to stuff these type of films down our throat. And it wasn't just our film, but other ones. Like, we don't want to see biracial love stories and, you know, stop forcing people. black traumas down our throat. Yeah. And honestly, if if that's how people feel, you're if you're entitled to your opinion, however we are living in a different time in a different age. And if you can't keep up, then you're going to get left behind. And I applaud Hallmark for taking the move in this direction, you know, even though it's 2021, but better late than never. I applaud them for doing that. And I hope that the fact that that many people tuned in to watch our movie and that there was a lot more positive feedback than there was criticism. I hope that will be enough of a push for them to say, you know what, next year we have to add even more, not just African-American, but all minorities. I would love to see, you know, an Asian love story, Hispanic, Native American, like let's diversify. Diversity and inclusion is huge right now. And I think it would only lift their network up. I know some people were saying, oh, well, I'm going to go over to this other network. Well, so be it. But there are plenty other people that will actually watch Hallmark that never watched them before because they didn't feel represented in their films. And that that's what's important to me. And so to be a part of that groundbreaking move is, it's like history. We actually started a Facebook group because I got I need to join this group. <laughs> yes, I'll you can. You <laughs> but I just got so tired. Um, got, I'm gonna get emotional, but I get I got so tired of like being silenced when I wanted to celebrate movies like Christmas in Harmony or Christmas yeah. in My Heart, where they were like at Christmas in My Heart, they were talking about black people here. They were talking about discrimination. Yeah. They were talking about lack of representation. You know, they were not talking, they were not doing fluffy in that movie. Yeah. They were like straight out serious and stuff. And I got called racist by an admin for trying to ask, to ask black people in the group how they felt having that conversation on a Hallmark channel which never happened in like the 30 some years of its existence. Right. You know what I mean? And, I was, and so I was just like, you know what, screw this. I'm going to start my own group <laughs> that's all about highlighting these stories and the movement that has started. And actually something that um, I, I see you have liking my, a clip of me talking with Antonio 
But um, also, you highlight, you talked about Native Americans. They did a movie a couple of months ago with called Journey of My Heart or something. That was the very first movie that had Native American characters wow. in the movie, a prominent role. Right. And I interviewed two of the Native American actors who was part of that movie as well. So it's something that I've been trying to do is at least highlight the diversity and highlight the renown, <laughs> you know. And like you said, it's, it's about damn time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm grateful for you to even do that because I know you kind of stick your neck out there and you open yourself up to hatred and verbal abuse. And I can't even imagine. So I do, you know, and I can uh, speak on behalf of my castmates because I know they would feel the same way. We appreciate um, you doing that and anyone that works with you and, you know, helps run those, that, that uh, page and any forums, we appreciate that. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm hopeful for the future. I'm excited for what's to come uh, with Hallmark Films. And, and hopefully this will even reach other networks, um, you know, because we still have a lot of, there's a lot of traction to be made still. You look at it and, and it seems like, oh yeah, I see, you know, this group on this show and on this show. But honestly, when you take a look at the full picture, we're still very underrepresented as minorities we're underrepresented in film and television yeah yeah I mean I, I'm disabled I haven't seen a we're both disabled we yeah. haven't well, seen really a disabled my disability person. is very invisible hers is very physical and very very visible I'm in a wheelchair but it's still all real it's all it's all very real and I'd like to see disabled stories well, I'm going to tell you something. I pray, hope and pray that you will write a movie because it seems like you both know these movies like the back of your hand and Hallmark <laughs> follows a formula. And the writer who wrote Christmas in Harmony is a black female writer. And I looked at her IMDb when I found out I booked the role just to see what some of her other work is like. And I believe this was her first feature film or at least that had been picked up by a network. So that also encouraged me. Like, if you want to see stories, write them. And at the right point, at the appointed time, they will get picked up. So if it's a, you know, a story highlighting someone with, you know, um, you know, with the, this background disability. or that background or this disability, yep. that's a story that I feel like Hallmark would be hungry for those stories now, especially. And it's just a matter of getting the content to them. So I hope that maybe if you feel inspired at some point. And, and not only that, but like seeing Hallmark highlight, you know, uh, like the foster care system. Camille went through the foster care system. I was raised by a single father. So mm -hmm. all these things that are now coming into these movies that yeah. weren't there before. Cause I'm like, um, they have both parents and, and I'm, I, I don't see that in my life. So, yeah. you know, but seeing the single fathers through some of these more recent movies, I'm like, that was, that was my childhood. That was, it was just grandma and dad and that yeah. was it. And so I was seeing it. That's for me, I might be a white girl, but for me, my life was different. Right. So. Yeah. Everyone deserves representation. And I'm just glad that they probably are getting that you know took 20 some years but we're getting there 
like I said, better late than never. <laughs> right. But um, do you want to do more Hallmark films? I would love to. I, since I was probably in my early teens, my mom and I would, you know, there was Hallmark movies that we would watch. And I remember telling my friend Maya, who's also an actress, I said, I want to do Hallmark movies. And she's like, me too. That's going to be our thing. And I was so happy to tell her that I booked this movie because we've talked about this for years and I'm into wholesome content. That's also real at the same time. And I like that Hallmark just embraces that even now more so than ever. So uh, I definitely, I pray that the door. Maybe your friend could do Hallmark too. (laughs) <laughs> yes I'm, I'm hoping she's away teaching Korean overseas right now but when she gets back she wants to jump into the whole acting thing again but if that door opens next time next year to audition for another Christmas film count me in because I had a blast it was hot outside it didn't feel anything like Christmas time and that was okay. <laughs> yeah you guys filmed it like August right what yeah and, and in it Wilmington, was really- North Carolina humid sticky hot uh, i live i'm in south carolina i i know what this weather is like so you here. know in the south in the summertime it's humid it's sticky it's hot and you will sweat oh, yes so imagine <laughs> how do you keep road. your hair <laughs> that's another reason why i kept it curly because if it was straight my hair would just balloon out. It would look terrible yeah so <laughs> it was better that it was curly than straight oh my god yeah no that's why I wear my hair in a ponytail during the summer because it's because that's all you can do with it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh my gosh I live in Hawaii so we don't even get snow here (laughs) it's it gets humid and here and then when we do get snow it has to get cold really cold (laughs) in order for it to stick otherwise it's just one of those things it'll snow for a little bit then it melts in like 20 minutes and yeah back to normal it'd be sludge (laughs) sludge yeah or ice which is worse yeah we get ice ice. we get ice storms yeah we i lived i lived in baltimore and we had um uh, ice was the worst like you would you'd be happy to see snow but if it like is it cold enough for it to stick, but it turns into ice? Then you're like, uh, that's worse. Yeah, it's dangerous. And then you walking outside, if you don't pay attention, it will take you out. Mm-hmm. We almost got into a car accident tra- one time driving on a patch of ice that we didn't see. It was the scariest thing. <laughs> we were on a main highway, right? We were on a main road or whatever. And like the car like started spinning. And I like you know, you know the you know the say like you see your li- life flash before you or whatever. Yes. Yeah, life was flashing. Oh god. <laughs> oh, no. That's why I don't drive during those storms, but my father has this four-wheel drive SUV and it does pretty well. So Oh, you need four wheel drive. If you're going to be in any type of ice, you need like four wheel <laughs> drive or advanced four wheel drive something because. Where are you well, from? I, I hear an accent. Really? A little bit. I, so I was born in Germany. Wow. And then I moved to the States with my mom and we lived in Maryland for a little bit. Then oh. she got a 
scholarship to go to school in North Carolina. So we moved there. Then I went to Michigan State and then I moved to LA. So maybe you're hearing like a little bit of a whole bunch of everything. (laughs) No, I I, I could hear a little bit of twang. It could when be North start, Carolina. When you hear, when you hear well, she's used to hearing words. my Southern twang, so. <laughs> I mean, I was born and raised in South Carolina, so, yeah. yeah. But where in Maryland were you guys at? We were in Oxon Hill. Uh, oh, yeah, you told me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was in uh, straight up Baltimore City. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, straight up. But anyway, um. Do you go to an? A- you don't mind me asking. Are you an AME member as well, like your character? Uh, so no, I do attend church. Um, it's uh, just a non-denominational church out here in California. Uh, but that's another thing because I am a believer. That that film was very special to me because we got to film in a very historical church. And Where did you guys film? What what church was that? It was the a historic church so let me see church uh but so we actually got to film in there and then singing the songs that you know some of them were your traditional songs and some of them had a very spiritual element to them as well so it was it was like a double it was a double win for me but and and even though I I mean I was raised in the Southern Baptist Church so like those songs like I like that's my childhood so I, I remember hearing them as a child. So, yeah. And the choir members were actually real singers as well. Like they sang in choirs too. So uh, they had beautiful voices and, you know, they already knew what to do. And I was just there learning from them. Uh, okay. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. We had two locations. I'm trying to look for the first church, but there was one St. Andrew's Episcopal Church. And then I'm trying to see what the other church was called because we filmed in two churches actually. Uh, but both of them have a pretty historic background. Let's see. Um, nope, that's not it. St. James Episcopal Church. Mm. Maybe they were both Episcopal. <laughs> well, AME says Baptist for sure. Well, AME says, but African Methodist Episcopal. So there is a, a Episcopal part there. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was actually, you know, that was the name in the movie, but I for sure thought we were in a Baptist church, but maybe it just felt like a Baptist church. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say that because I grew up in one. <laughs> it definitely brought back memories of, of going to church. So yeah. <laughs> North Bethel AME is what the church in the movie was called. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I love, I, I enjoy, it brought back deja vu because I would totally be happy, you know, we go to church and we'd be dancing and singing to, with the choir. Hallelujah, holiday okay. chorus. We didn't have a holiday, hallelujah chorus. We just had the choir. Yeah, I mean, the choir would do like a Christmas concert, yeah. like, right, the Sunday before Christmas or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm so curious, you know, when did you, like, begin to have a passion for watching Hallmark films and, like, really make this a thing where you wanted to start a group and and, and talk about the films and follow the progress? I actually well, start. You, she well, loves Hallmark movies. 
this was her her passion project. <laughs> uh, we host another podcast together for a TV show called The Resident. Stars Malcolm Jamal Warner, uh-huh. um, Morris Chestnut, uh, Matt Zuckery, and um, we love that show like to death. And so we have another podcast that we discuss the episodes as they air. Okay. And it's been in hiatus because of baseball. So we've been like focusing on, on this, but she's like, can you please help me during Christmas? We're going to be so busy. And I was like, <laughs> yes, you will. I love Christmas movies. I love Christmas. And she knows that. So I was like, I agreed to help her. So. And I've been watching since 2018. My first Chris, my first movie was actually not a Christmas movie. It was a fall movie with Tyler Hines and I fell in love with Tyler Hines <laughs> and <laughs> um what made me start the want to start this podcast was Kayla got sick with COVID I've been actually actually been wanting to start a podcast on my own for a while but Kayla got sick with, with COVID and I had to learn how to edit stuff on my own while she got sick because she was the one on the side who was doing the editing. And so <laughs> in the process of me learning how to edit because she got sick, I was like, okay, this isn't hard. I can do this. <laughs> so yeah, I took <laughs> back over editing the other podcast once I recovered. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. <laughs> during the like five, the week that she was, yeah, was able to weeks. do it I had to do it too and stuff and then um I actually did not at first start the podcast for the purpose of highlighting um POC or whatever but I noticed that nobody was highlighting the POC right. or you know highlighting diversity or highlighting you know um progress in Hallmark or whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I'm a, I'm a person of color. The, they're finally, I'm finally seeing stories um, on this channel that I love mm-hmm. that is representative of my childhood and representative of finally having actors that look like me, that look like my foster parents, etc. cetera, yeah. Indeed, and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I'll take that role of highlighting it, you know, and celebrating it and stuff. Um, But I've always been an advocate for um, representation and equality. I mean, when I I started watching Hallmark, I was like, oh, why are they all white? (laughs) You know, you can't exactly, um, if you watch Hallmark long enough that, that question pops up in your mind at some point. Right. Because you see like, there's nobody that looks like me. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe we don't fall in love like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You start to get this idea that gets ingrained in your subconscious, whether you know it or not, that you just think, oh, you know, this isn't, this isn't for me, but I can watch it and enjoy it and fantasize. But like, it's like, wait a second. No, we all have a story. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then also, I also started noticing that all of their POC characters were relegated to best friends or concierge. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, "Well, I actually got in. I actually got in trouble with um, one of my podcasts because I did call out Hallmark <laughs> for doing just that, and I." coined the phrase um 
minority erasure, but my friend told me you need to find another way to say that because I call, because I call out Hallmark for hiring white passing people of color mm. to hire, to play white characters, ignoring right. their, their cultural identity. And they've done this for years. They did it with Bacon Markle. <laughs> mm. she, 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 she did a Hallmark movie where of course Megan is black but you know her sister she her whole family was white which by you know definition is white um they did that with Katrina Long who was Taiwanese um they did that with Julie Gonzalo who was Hispanic she's from Argentina and stuff like that they never recognized their cultural identity in any way until like 2020 really when the old CEO left and stuff so yeah and I got in trouble (laughs) hey but if you don't take the risk I mean somebody's got to speak up somebody's got to be bold enough to say something that's the only way you know we make progress so I kudos to you honestly yeah I actually I actually called out one of the writers for the movie that whitewashed Katrina Law. Mm. <laughs> She's like, hey, look, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even. Right. Once the writer writes it and sends it off, it's like kind of out of their hands to a certain degree. Yeah. So yeah, but um thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. And I really do, I hope, you know, I don't know if you have a passion for writing or anything like that, but you know, oh, maybe there's a story was, in your heart that you would write one day and I'll push for it to get get I, out. I, before the podcast being started, I was a, a TV review writer. So she was. She wrote yes. a lot. Oh, I wrote a lot of TV reviews. I just gave it up because I, I had to have surgery and everything. I was like, the podcast is going to be easier for me to deal with while I'm recovering from surgery. And uh, it actually is easier for me to deal with while I'm working full time. So <laughs> I was like, yay, it's just way more easier. <laughs> right. I'm sure. Well, you never know. I hope that door will open. We could definitely use more stories. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I had we had fun today. And I had a blast. Thank you. I was hoping you would sing. (laughs) (laughs) My Christmas star. I cannot sing. That does not, you act like you you sound, you were going to sound like a really, really bad. That didn't sound bad. Yeah. Cannot sing. So I'm going to leave that to the true singers, Luke and Ashley and (laughs) Tia and all of them. They can sing. Not me. right.